0: to the State for Day podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Matthews, bringing you all things AZ. And today we have the Lisa Lisa show. Lisa Lund joining us from Lund Mortgages. So excited for you to be here. We already like talked for like 20 minutes pre-show. So I know this is going to be a great show talking, well, all things mortgages, which I have to be very honest with you. It's not my love language, but I'm here to learn. And people listening, I'm sure they want to learn and grow with you, but also getting into what you do outside of, obviously, what you do for your profession. You're a mom, um, a wife, and a lover of all things AZ, so yes. a perfect fit
1: for us. Thanks for having me, yeah. yes. Um, not many people are in love with mortgages like I am. <laughs> uh, I said it's kind of a nerdy thing. I love it. You know, we our nerds. Yes, it's I awesome. always tell people my part of the job when you're buying a home is the not sexy part yeah uh, when you look at when you're looking at buying a home the sexy part is actually going and looking at the home that's right. the fun part no mm-hmm. one wants to talk to me I'm the unsexy <laughs> part of the transaction no <laughs> one wants to get me their documents and see if they qualify but it's the most important part yeah. of the job so
0: and you've done so much here in the valley so I'm sure we're gonna learn so much today me included I need I need a and Nick here because he's looking for a home and he's Sadly. Looking, yeah he's looking for a, she's gonna bring some light into your life today okay let yes. Me just tell you I'm that. here for
1: it. You're going to know but all first. things mortgages.
0: Exactly. Um, first, I like to start with a little game. Okay. Okay. Just to get to know you better, it's finished the sentence. So I'm going to throw out some questions and you just kind of rapid fire whatever comes out first. Oh, fun. That's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When I was younger, I wanted to be?
1: A pediatrician. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lover of kids. Have, she has four kids, by the way. Yes. But I faint when I see blood, so not a good yeah. way to go. No,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, That would be your indicator to yes, go a different
1: path. Yes.
0: But I understand that you were also kind of just born into the mortgage world as well. So was there a time when you were younger where you're like, I want to do what my dad's doing or my family? and?
1: Oh, absolutely. Of, yeah. I said, I think I'm the only a uh, person that was 8 years old and asked for a 10 key calculator and a typewriter for christmas so i could play bank so i love that i i definitely knew that it was in my blood and that i was going to have a passion for it
0: love that okay my favorite hobby is
1: dancing ballroom dancing
0: really yes ballroom dance where do you go um Fred Astaire in Paradise Valley I I do know the name
1: little shout out to Jasmine and everyone over there they're amazing do you know the
0: Paragon it's in Tempe I don't Paragon dance studio I don't even know if it's still that anyways what kind of ballroom dancing is your your flavor
1: um I actually did some competing and I did all seven so I did um I did smooth and rhythm so i did anywhere from cha-cha to rumba to swing and i also did uh waltz finnitz waltz um foxtrot and trying to think of the other one i can't remember at this moment um Um, tango tango thank you yes
0: (gasps) so fun what a fun hobby so when did you get into this and how long have you been doing it for
1: so that's a really cool story, actually. So one of my girlfriends, she was the co-chair for the Arizona Kidney Foundation. Okay. And her son had battled with kidney issues since he was little. And they do this really cool thing every year with business owners called Dancing with the Stars. Yes,
0: I've heard of this. It's, amazing. it's amazing.
1: If you have anyone get a chance to get involved with it, it was so much fun. And it really opened my eyes to how much I loved ballroom dancing. So I continued with it. But cool. you get to... um dance with a professional and you raise money and then they have a big event at the end where you invite everyone and then everyone votes and it's a and you get to perform and yeah. it was so much fun so oh
0: that's right up my alley any show i would probably do on television i don't even think it's on television anymore is dancing with stars like i
1: would die to dance with i'm pretty myself. sure it
2: is my mom is still it? texts me like "Hey, but vote it's not abc yeah, it I is still on
1: know. um because you know who i think is going to be on it who Um, the scandal with Tom Sandoval and Ariana, I think Ariana is actually going to be on Dancing with the Stars. The on Vanderpump Rules. What, it, what are you talking about? He cheated on her with her best friend. Do you not like keep up with this? No. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking? I was
0: this. It's only like the this. super
1: bowl for women. Oh my
0: god. Do you know about this
2: thing? I have no idea.
1: I am like, this is Okay. So, it's a show. Okay. It's a Vanderpump Rules show. What and is that? um it's like a reality show gotcha. about a restaurant in LA oh. and the people who work there and it's been on for several years now. And they Ariana and Tom had been dating for 9 years bought a house together. Oh no, this and it came out that her best friend no, and him. No. Yes. It sucked in. Yes. And going it, back. Wait, you have to watch it now. So I heard that wow. she's actually going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Wow.
0: So
2: next week we'll have Lisa and Lisa review Vanderpump Rules. Yes, I,
0: I don't it, Obviously, as you can tell, I don't watch a lot of reality television. So you—that was like so foreign to me. What you just <laughs> said, I was like, "What did I miss? What life event?" But now it makes sense, and um, I'm rooting for her. Yes, really, we have to, we have to root for her. She then-
1: did get everyone on her side, so well, it was okay. all over social media. And I don't watch much either, but it was something that I <laughs> guilty pleasure. Yeah, I mean, we all to have say, them. yeah.
0: It's fine. Well, that's cool. I would love to see a video of you dancing.
1: I, I need do. Okay, And I have gonna... pictures and yes. I've competed. So, fun. so it's a lot of fun. Oh
0: my God, I love it. Okay. Something that would surprise you about me is, I guess that would be one of them, but something other than dancing.
1: Um, I, something that I usually surprise people with is I have a 25 year old son.
0: No you don't. Yes. I was gonna I was gonna curse right now. <laughs> <it> Control me. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> this is what happens here in our, in our studios if you're watching
1: we It's had a lot of fun here. Yes. Um twenty five
0: it. year old son.
1: I do. Mm. Get in a uh, little You
0: look like you're twenty six, so Thank you. I, don't I appreciate even know how it. That, <laughs> that happened. I
1: feel like I'm twenty six, right? Age is just yeah. a number, so uh,
0: Yeah, you know more pop culture <laughs> <than> <laughs> reality television than I do. Mm. Okay, so twenty six 25?
1: 25. And then,
0: how what's I... so the
1: next? The next one is 12, 10, and eight. Okay, wow. So I, um, my high school sweetheart and I, I had a kid, very young, at 17. And so wow. that's where my story, my journey, with overcoming a lot of obstacles, and starting my business, and getting in the mortgage company comes about, is when everyone thinks that the world, you know, that you can't do it, you can still do it, no matter what happens in your life. So.
0: I just got chills. Wow, yeah. what an incredible story. So I would have
1: to say that's something that most people, they assume that he's my uh, brother.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't roll his <laughs> eyes. my oh, gosh, mom. <laughs> I'd, be proud. I'd be proud.
1: Yeah, he is. That's We're amazing. best friends. So. Oh my
0: God. And you guys kind of grew up together in a sense, right? And he
1: works with me now for the last almost four years. I'm so done. it's really special. I'm undone.
0: <laughs> my papers are <laughs> Yes, so I get to see him every day. So good. We're going to get into all of this. This is great. Okay, my favorite quote is. I saw you put a number of quotes on your. I
1: question. do. I, love them. I you know I love a lot of them, um, but I would have to say. Um No one's going to remember what you said or did, but how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. And most people think that first impressions are about how you look and when you walk into an interview. And really, it's not about that. A first impression is how you make the other person feel Mm -hmm. when they're in the room with you, because that's what they're going to remember. So I would have to say that's my absolute favorite, but I have a lot of them. I
0: have a feeling you apply that a lot to the business side of things, right? I mean, like you said, you're the person that maybe no one wants to see or deal with the paperwork or the numbers and the crunching of all that. But you probably make the process really easy and fun and light for them. I'm sure just hanging out with you the last 10 minutes, I get that. feeling. Yeah. So I love that.
1: Okay. A bad habit that I have is? Um, well, actually, funny story. I just got a ticket for it the other day, oh. texting and driving. No. <laughs> and they do give those out, believe it or not. Listen up, AZ driver. Yes. $293 to Dang. be exact. But no points on your record i'm not i'm not saying do it but
2: no they should point
1: yes you know i'm not saying do it but i'm just saying that you um,
2: said they should they should add points yes they they don't but then you
1: don't have to go to the class so you have a get out of jail free card if you're ever speeding so i haven't had a ticket in like nine or ten years and i was on my way home from the gym the other day and work and mm -hmm. you know crazy schedule and (laughs) so i'd have to say my bad habit is texting and driving so now i've tried to be more conscious of it and not do it but that was probably my worst habit it's hard honestly. Yeah.
0: we're all human I'm not gonna sit here and say but I mean when you think of you know what could happen and like all the variables and you're a mom now like that's all the things that run in my mind I'm like if someone else is driving and my kids on the road like yes that's what comes into play for me so I try to put it in my purse yes However, then a stop sign or a light. And I'm like, oh, hang on, I heard a message. It's needed this instant.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's not, but I And I've had to learn to put that away or I need to learn to like put it up on a stand and like voice text. I'm a little old, so I need to learn how to do all that cool stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Voice text is my jam. I got you. You teach
0: me mortgage, I'll do all the other things. That's
1: what I need. (laughs) Okay.
0: Blank is my secret talent.
1: Mmm. Kind of a tough one um i don't know uh
0: what about like a party what do i call it a party a talent I, I don't know party trick there it is um, I find the words eventually
1: <laughs> i can do this crazy thing with my tongue <laughs> oh wait not this show next nah. <laughs> so
2: just go actually, ahead and look at the camera right in front of me okay. <laughs> this one
1: so okay it's really funny um when i was younger oh if you guys ever watch america's funniest home videos yes, i saw this little it. kid do this like three leaf clover with his tongue and i was like i wonder if i can do that so yes i can it's wait <laughs> you can do too. See, so the trick. <laughs> we just three-leaf clover. Yes. And so I was like, I was looking in the mirror when I was younger. I was like, and then I taught myself how to like roll my tongue. Like, can you tie a cherry stem with your tongue? I can. Yes. Yeah, see. Oh. We have a lot wow. in common. <laughs> wow. I just found my match, y'all. It's a weird trick, but you said party trick. I'm it's like, a party yeah. trick, y'all. <laughs> Nick is like, he's sweating back
2: there. <laughs> I'm good. Hey, I, He's like We haven't even content.
0: talked about mortgages yet, uh, yeah. and this is getting into weird things. Yeah, lots of t- fun <laughs> things about me that you didn't know. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so now we can get more into the, the game's over, by the way, but okay. keep the energy. It's great. Um, your journey and starting your business, uh, like you, well, actually go back to when you were 17, I guess that's when the journey really started for you and just what you overcame to then start your business.
1: Yes. So I became a mom at a very young age and, um, I look back and, I'm very fortunate because I didn't have my next kid until I was 30. So I've gotten to see both sides of being a young mom and Just certain really. things that you face as a young mom. And then I'm now I consider my 12 year old daughter reminding me in the car today that I'm an old mom now on the way home from her orthodontist appointment or to school that I'm now the old mom. So I've gotten to experience both sides of it and the joys of both and then also the stress or you know when people look at you a certain way i've gotten to experience a lot of different things by being the young mom and then the older mom yeah
0: truly two different worlds so what are the like major differences that you can hit on
1: um, I think patience it was key. By being a young mom, I was always looking ahead, like, when is he going to walk? When is he going to start school? When is he going to do this? And then you oh, blink wow. and it's over. And when someone tells you that, it's so true. I can't even express that. So I think now with my younger children that are 12, 10, and 8, I have a little more patience and I enjoy time more. And I'm not always trying to push for them for the next step to grow up.
0: Yeah. So 17, were you still in high school?
1: I was, I was a senior. What was that like? I had him a month before I graduated.
0: A month before he was delivered?
1: Yes, yes. Wow. And it was scary. I I was a cheerleader. I had good, good grades and I think people assumed that I was just gonna quit school and um, just stop everything. And I said, no, I'm determined, I have good grades. And I walked with my class. And That's amazing and I had a baby. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All in one year. <laughs> All in one year. Yes. That's
0: amazing. And so. so
1: when you were going through that time,
0: because obviously now you can look back with hindsight and you obviously appreciate things differently, right? As cut as life comes to you in different ways. But at that moment, like what was going through your mind in terms of, yes, I want to finish school. However, it might look like this, or what is my future going to look like? post having this baby with college or whatnot. Did you kind of go through all of those emotions as well in the midst of it?
1: I don't think I allowed myself to have time for that. Yeah. I think I just kept my head forward knowing that I had goals and passions in life mm-hmm. and I wasn't going to let something stop me from that. And I wanted to make a better life for both of us. Yeah. And so I didn't dwell on, the, on any of that. I think the biggest obstacle is what were people going to think of me? Mm-hmm. You know, were people going to judge me or think I'm a bad person or not take wow. me seriously? So I think that was more my struggle than worrying about what, um, what I was going to do with my future. I think
0: that kind of helps in a sense. Yeah. You're kind of just going like blindly into it. Like, well, I just got to go. I got to make that next move and not worry about it. Or now, obviously hindsight, if you're looking at a situation like that, your mind goes everywhere. Okay. What's the next move? How am I going to make this work? Um, But it truly, I would say, made you who you are today, resilient, powerful. And now, like you said, more patience as you watch life develop with your other kids and, and move forward.
1: And not afraid to take risk or jump mm. into something, I think, too. Mm-hmm. It took away a lot of my fear of things. So wow. now I'm just kind of open. I always say yes. When people ask me to do something, I'm like, okay, I'll try it out. I don't like, know come what on I'm our doing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. So, yeah.
0: So how did it turn into then graduating? And then did you lean immediately into this space? I know that your father is that correct,
1: was a part of the mortgage world? Yes, so my dad um, had started his mortgage company. He's always been in the mortgage industry since 81. Started his own mortgage company out of our home in 99. And throughout high school, um, my grandmother always told me, Lisa, you have champagne taste and a beer budget. (laughs) <laughs> so if you want something in life, you're either going to have to marry a rich man or get it yourself. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to get it myself. <laughs> I love that. You have champagne tastes in there, Yes. <laughs> and so for me, it was um, not just about the money. It was about building something yes. and, you know, becoming something. So throughout high school, I wanted a way to earn money. And so I'd always ask my dad, like, what can I do? What can I do? And he's like, well you want to learn to stack files, we're getting audited or you want to do this. So I kind of was always in it and always learning and wanting to know more. And so right after high school, I just jumped in with two feet. And um, one of the things I really appreciate is that I didn't start out at the top. You know, I started out as a receptionist and I worked my way through every position. And I think that gives me a great um, vision now for running my own company because yeah. I understand it's just not sales that's important in a business, that every single person in every single job is what makes the business. And every person is just as important as the other. So, so it gave me a big insight on being a business owner now and how important every single person is.
0: When did you decide to then start your own?
1: Um, and it was 2009. Started. Okay. So um, I, it was a great time to do it. So. Kind of funny story my husband and i met at the phoenix open it's nice. now waste management i yes i call it the phoenix I know. open I'm still forever like yes yeah, so we met in 05 and um he was working at chase a big bank and doing home equity um which is like second mortgages if you want to pull money out of your home yes. and so he was doing that uh for a big corporation and when we met i told him what i did and he jokingly said who would ever get a mortgage with you And he didn't mean me personally, but it was kind of funny. Um, He just meant he didn't understand the small business side of it. He said, why wouldn't you just go to a bank? You know, Mm -hmm. my, why wouldn't you just go to a bank to get a mortgage? Why would anyone use a company like yours? And I was like, oh, well, let me tell you.
0: Oh, tell me because (laughs) I am very curious.
1: Yes. So, um... So with a big bank, you know, they have so many rules and regulations, it's almost like you have to be in a box, right? So they have their guidelines and if you don't fit within that box, then a lot of times that you don't get lending or you may not qualify for a home. Whereas with us, a small business, we have so many different options for the consumer and we really work with you. We're not saying, okay, you don't fit in this box. Sorry, move on. We're really going to look at your situation and we're going to help you either if you can't buy now, we're going to help you get there, or we have so many different options that we can help you get into a home that we're, we're not stuck into a box. We have many different options. Wow.
0: Oh, okay, you sold me. Yeah. I've just gone the traditional route. I didn't know there were options like this. Most people
1: don't. That's so. why we
0: have this podcast. Let's educate yes. the people. Because like I said, I am not um, one to know much about this side of things. I'm, I've purchased a home, a couple. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like I'm just walking where they tell me to go, okay, turn left, turn this in, You know, figure this out. So pretend, well, we actually have a subject here who is going through the yeah. Hey. We're buying a process here. Um, take us through like what this would look like in helping him land his mortgage and I'm guessing rates and all of that, right? Like yeah. plays into this. Okay, so Nick's trying to buy a home. Nick, let's help you out here.
2: <laughs> I'm looking for a four bedroom, two bathroom house. So
0: he has a realtor <laughs> for that. But my mother <laughs> your mom's your realtor? Yeah.
2: That's
0: awesome. Oh, she, actually, fun.
2: she actually, side note, she kept her license. Okay. Um, just for you? Yeah. Just, <laughs> well, for me That's and so or my brother because she wants to give us um, her commission. <gasps> Or, like, use the money from the commission somehow in some I way. I love so, that. Yeah.
0: I am all about Huge. that. So, family situation yeah. going and then family, family yeah. owned mortgage. <laughs> so, hey. does she have a say in the house
1: a little bit when she's taking Absolutely not.
2: Ra- <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing currently, the housing market is pretty garbage. So, everything we've looked at is either um people have made decisions because they're just trying to flip the house that mm-hmm. are terrible decisions that just like, why? Yeah. And now I'm paying more money to eventually have to fix this or change this. And like this isn't the decision I would make or it's a crap neighborhood surrounding a nice house. And yeah. Nice is relative. And <laughs> I'm someone who I like uniqueness. So I don't want like a cookie cutter home somewhere. And like right. Julie doesn't either. Same. So
1: where they all look the same. Uh, yeah. your I can't neighbors. do it. I, yeah. can't. I
2: don't <laughs> want to. There's just something about it that's just like I feel icky. So
0: I assume the challenge in what you do is everyone is so different and their needs Mm -hmm. are so different in their background. So how do you kind of manage that when you have someone like Nick coming in and then versus me and my needs, right?
1: So that is the part that I actually don't do. I don't find the homes. And so that's where the, I am the finance person. And so in fact, when you go to buy a home, everyone usually wants to jump to the realtor first, right? The fun part, you want to go look at homes, whether it's online. I mean, I even find myself scrolling through homes Online, yeah, (laughs) it's fun, that's the fun part. Um, but the most important thing that tool that you want to arm yourself with when you're buying a home because the housing market is the way it is right now, and there's multiple offers. That when you do find that home that says, Yes, this is what I want, you want to make sure that you're already pre qualified so that way you know that you can get that home, you have your pre qualification in hand, you know what your expected payment's going to be. Um, a lot of people, there's mortgage calculators online, but they don't really give you the breakdown of everything Mm -hmm. and so I like to go into it with okay, let's go over your situation. You know, let's see how much home you can afford, number one. Where do you want your payment to be? Let's see where we can get you approved at. So that way you're looking at homes that are attainable for you. Um, And because it is a hard thing. When you go look at homes right now, it's not easy. There's not many on the market. I never look at my budget, I'm horrible. (laughs) That's what I do is I kind of counsel that part with you and sit down and say, you know, what are your goals? You know, um, do you want to put, most of your money into your home do you want your payment cheaper you know this is what you can get for this amount of payment and then if rates do drop we can refinance you or um so i'm that beginning piece that is so important that people usually try and skip over Mm -hmm. they skip over me (laughs) yeah do you have your
0: pre-qualification paperwork i do yes see he's he's on
2: the right tim tim regan uh shouts out foundation uh, State Forty Eight Foundation board member Tim Regan. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah.
1: yeah, so it's important to find a good mortgage person because we're gonna. It's a lot of paperwork and it can be stressful, right? Like we're gonna ask for everything love under the sun. The
2: aspect of like, yeah, here's everything I've bought in the last three months for this. Yeah, and then we're gonna <laughs> ask you more questions months until I find a house and you need a new pay stub three and months, bank statements
1: yeah. and we want a copy of your id we tease all the time and a blood sample no i'm just, gonna go. Thank, just no, kidding no but truly. thankfully i
2: will say that over the last several years thankfully being a business owner i make sure that i know exactly where those documents are on a more regular basis as to where like 10 years ago nick would have been like i
1: don't know how
2: to get you a pay stub or yeah. i don't have them anymore or whatever it is you know so yeah. things are a lot easier these days it's a
1: lot yeah yeah when i got into the business Everyone, we had fax machines. I mean, at least everything now is PDF. You can upload documents and you can access things a lot quicker. Even your tax returns. When I got in the business, it was not that way. I mean... We used to have to fax things and overnight it, and it was a lot different. And now, thanks to technology- It can
0: speed up the process. It has, and, yeah. it, and it makes
1: it easier for the consumer, right? Because you're excited about looking at homes, and they wanna speed through our process. But our process, again, so important, because you wanna know how much home you can afford. Because if you're looking at homes that are out of your range or not where you want your payment to be, and then you have to go find a different price range, and then it almost like lets you down. So it's good yeah. to know where you want to be at and what price range and where your payment is going to be. at. Yeah.
0: So when you started the business, um, what kind of pulled you into wanting to have your own thing going? Cause if you're working on your dad, you said you worked from the receptionist all the way up. So what made you want to branch off and, and do your own thing?
1: Um, the passion for the business and being different than a lot of these places and how they were run, um, being a woman too. I mean, when I got into mm-hmm. this business, it was, all men that owned mortgage businesses or mortgage companies. We're having so. a Barbie moment right here. Yes.
2: And so <laughs> No spoilers, please. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> it
1: really have you seen it?
0: I have seen it, yes. yes.
2: I took my two daughters to see yeah. it, yes. You're
0: mortgage Barbie. Yes. I'm talk show host Barbie. <laughs> I'll
1: have to show you after this, but um, my birthday was two weeks ago. Did you go in... No, but my whole office created me. They made me a Barbie box, and it said "Broker Barbie." Oh my! Wow. And I have pictures of me in it, and they I decorated my whole this. office. It was amazing. My my office is my team, my family. They're oh. they're amazing. So they literally put together a huge box that I can fit in. Decorate. I mean, the Mattel sign. It says 18 plus on it. No way. And it says Broker Barbie. It's the cutest thing ever. And now to I see. took it home. My kids are playing in it. Oh my
0: <laughs> God. You're like, don't ruin it. That yeah. is epic. That's amazing. I have to see pictures of that.
1: That's so perfect. it was a lot of fun. They're that. very Broker
0: creative. Barbie. Yes. <laughs> Can that be the title of this podcast?
1: Yeah, Broker Barbie. I love
0: it. Okay, so I love that they did that for you because it really hones in on the culture that you're you've created because. I'm a part of a small business here. Obviously I'd say 48 and there's nothing like it when you have coworkers that feel like family and the environment too, but that's created at the top. So kudos to you, but is that really what your vision was when you were starting your um, own company? Not only who you bring into it, but also the community that you serve.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it was so important to me because you spend so much time with, I call it work family, right? And so you need to build that trust. And I have to say that I have the best team and I'm very, very fortunate and thankful that people don't leave me. They stay with me and we work together. It's not Lisa's vision and they're following my vision. Yes, I'm a leader, but it's us together. And we work together as a true team. I'm in there every day in the weeds with them, um, working beside them. I, you know, this isn't just my vision. It's also theirs because, you know, this is how they support their families and this is how, how they make their living. So I need to make sure that they're happy. It's where they come every day and they have to see me every day. I love so. that. How big is your staff now? Um, we have 13 people. Okay. So, but we do quite a bit of business. Um, you know, when i tell people in my industry who do what i do and they see the numbers that we do they're highly shocked when they find out we only have 13 people but again it's efficiencies and it's trusting each other and building that team it's not i i i again i tell people all the time no matter what business you're in um sales and operations have to be married and you have to not put one over the other you have to make sure that they respect each other and that you Mm -hmm. respect both of them and you can work together um and it's not you know, I, the thing I hate the most is, like, I'm not doing that because that's not my job. Mm-hmm. You know, or yeah. w- what's my job title? I'm like, we're a small business. Your job title is everything. everything. You know, if, <laughs> I, if I'm if i the owner and I have to answer the phone, I'm going to answer the phone. And I think that's so important is mm-hmm. that it's not what your job title is. It's we're here to work together. And we're here to work for the client. Yeah. And what, give them best experience.
0: I would say what has been, you know, the learning curve and not only one working the industry, which sounds like you've been you know, bred to be this broker Barbie, but then creating a business, the business side of things where you're managing the operations, the sales, you're overseeing everything. So what has that journey been like for you?
1: I think the hardest thing becoming a business owner is, I knew the business and I knew I could start the business, but no one ever teaches you how to hire or how to fire, right? Oh, yeah. And I think knowing to find the right people is you think that during an interview that you're just, you know, I used to ask him, okay, do you know this or what's your experience? And you think that experience is everything. Mm-hmm. And truly it's finding the right fit person that's going to fit with your dynamic and your team. And I think that was something that I struggled with over the years because you assume that, oh okay, I, I want someone with experience so they could just come in and take over and do this job. And I have found that when you, and this and this is, something that I love because me being young and 17 and being a mom and someone taking me under their wings and teaching me the business Mm -hmm. is so great to give someone that opportunity and teach them from the ground up. And I feel that it's just the person now when I hire, not their resume. So
0: as a leader of people, that's a huge job to Mm -hmm. have mentally physically but like all the things how do you just perfect your craft because it's never gonna be perfect obviously as a leader like what are some things you do listen to podcasts read books to help in your leadership muscle of all of this
1: um I'm in a lot of mastermind groups and Ooh. I think that's so important that. to have yeah. um because listening to others and how they deal with things day to day or their ideas um and understanding that. So yes, I do listen to podcasts, I read a lot, but I like getting in a room with other like-minded people mm-hmm. and sharing ideas. I think it's really helped my business over the years and I have now been in a mastermind since 2014, and it has really helped me grow my business. Wow, the same one since the same one, and I've added them since now. and I'm on quite a few of them, and Facebook groups, and sharing, and I think it's really helped me grow and learn from others.
0: Yeah, and connect and network. Which connect, is a huge part. network. Like your,
1: this is a business of relationships. Meet some of your best friends. Yeah. I've met some of my best friends through that through That's my so first cool. masterminds group.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, I hear loan mortgages all the time on the radio. I know that you're doing a. TV TV show you said yes. on our podcast, so hello. Um, how have you just been able to develop
1: your reputation
0: here in the Valley, would you
1: say? You know, I wanted to have a message that was different than most mortgage companies and the radio really helped us deliver that message. And being on the radio now for 23 years, we never talk about rates or programs or all that boring stuff. We, I wanted people to know who I was mm-hmm. and who they were gonna work with and what we were about and why we've been in the Valley for so long and made it through the tough times. You know, we were able to make it through 08. Um, and we've seen a lot of different markets and assure them that we're going to be here and give them, you know, education and be here for them. And not only them, you know, some of the people we're doing loans for now, we've done it for their parents or Mm. their sisters, their brothers, and it's generations. So, leaving a legacy. Do you
0: think, I know your son is working. Do you think any of the other kids are going to join in with the family legacy?
1: You know, it's so funny. I mean, owning your own business, you know, sometimes you're in the office, you know, on the weekends or you're working. And so I have seen my daughters, you know, pick up the phone. Thank you for calling Lund mortgage team. How may I help you? (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, I want them to do what they're passionate for. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I chose to be in this business. In fact, I have two sisters that didn't want anything to do with it. My dad wasn't like, this is what you're going to do. It's something that I really wanted to do. So I want them if they want to, I will love it. But if they don't, I'll like that also.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: What is your son doing specifically? So during COVID, um, the interest rates dropped really low. So our business got very crazy. And I wanted to develop something called um, client service. And because You can only answer so many phone calls a day, right? Our loan officers or salespeople or our processors can only get to so many people a day. But I think that when you call into a business and someone takes a message, it gives you a feeling in your stomach that's not always good. If you don't you know, get an answer right away. Maybe you're worried about something or just, or they're going to call me back or not call me back. So I created this position to help teach him the business where he was going to answer every call. And if he didn't know the answer, at least he's talking to the person and they're Mm -hmm. actually getting a live person on the other end and say, you know what? Let me, let me go talk to Matt about that. Let me go talk to Ryan in our office and let me find that out and I'll get right back to you. I just didn't want to have messages taken and get lost. I Mm -hmm. wanted the people to feel like we were there for them so that's what he started out and throughout all the questions and asking and answering them he learned the business
0: that's amazing yeah Yeah. everyone refinanced in
1: Everyone, yeah I did I was like it was crazy (laughs) yeah so um and so now he does he's taking on more um he does like our closing calls but he's really our client service it is something that wasn't you know necessarily in our industry but I wanted to create it to always make sure that a phone got answered and that Mm -hmm. someone got their question answered
0: How much are you shifting in the business, especially with the ups and downs of the economy, as you described, and like one minute it's great to refinance, other minutes it's really high interest rates. I sound really smart right now talking about that. (laughs) See,
1: 30 minutes with me and you're already a mortgage expert.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How much shifting for you does that involve, obviously, knowing like the temperature of what's going on here in the Valley, uh, what makes Arizona so diverse too with that in the housing market, like... How much research are you constantly doing just to be well-versed in this in this space?
1: Well, I feel like anything that you do, you always want to do research and read and stay on top of everything. Um, but being in this industry for so long, mm-hmm. you know that the market's always changing. And you can't be afraid of the market. You have to learn to go with it. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I think I've really pushed during this time where the interest rates are rising and all this stuff is more education for the consumers. I've really learned to use social media and our radio and our ways to educate the consumer and take away that fear, right? What do you see on the news these days? What do you read on the news these days? Is everything so fearful, right? We're gonna have a recession, we're not gonna have a recession, interest rates are high, housing prices are high. Like all you hear is a negative. And so I wanted to really make it my focus this year on educating the consumer on why purchasing a home is still one of the best things you can do you know it's the number one way to gain wealth Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um is buying a home it's it it really truly is and so i really turned it to educate right business is down in our industry for everyone but you can't be afraid of that and you have to always think ahead it's going to turn around markets always, always do does. and what were you doing doing for your clients during that time were you sending them out things were you giving them videos were you answering their questions even if you can't do a loan right now how are you educating them to make them feel better about the current situation
0: so true that's so good do you feel better nick after hearing that do you feel educated i do <laughs> and i
2: was going to ask you like what are you doing to do that and it appears as though you're on social media doing it yes, yes. and then i realized that Oh, we just you see. look like you're already sitting in this space with some of these videos where the background is almost identical.
1: See, we have the same taste,
0: right? <laughs> yes. This modern industrial. I like
2: it. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Stay pretty um,
1: vibe. So yeah, you're doing you which know, social media. Which, Okay.
2: I'm 43
1: years old, so I wasn't necessarily raised in the social media. You know, when I graduated high school, I didn't even have a cell phone yet. Like, And then when I got one, it didn't take pictures, or at least not that well, right? Yeah. And so um, that was a big fear of mine, is getting on social media. Because I'm from the days like, TV, you did it until you got it right. It was, Mm -hmm. you know, scripted. And I had to learn that being my authentic self and not worrying about if I made a mistake or if I didn't say things the right way and really learning just to talk through the camera and get across my message from my heart and what I love to do and really talk to the person on the other end and in not to the way. camera. Yes. yes.
0: In a real way. I so can relate to that. So scary at first. Yeah.
1: but A lot of people
0: are. Honestly, it's like, it's so easy to pick up a phone, obviously, turn, mm-hmm. flip your camera over and, and, and speak and talk and get on social media on the airways, whatever. But a lot of people holding them back is that confidence is that the fear factor of worrying about what other people will say, right? When your whole purpose of doing that is that connection of that reach that you can now build your community, your business. I always say open mouth, open business. It's not going to like just get out there by himself. So you doing that, you recognize one, it's a tool for you. Yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable, but that's the only way you're going to be able to grow. And you're in this world now where everything is on the internet if you can be fun and authentic at the same time there's your reach there's your the people that will be captivated trust you you're earning trust and yes. then that will equal to more clientele definitely
1: and it gives you an opportunity you know I love being in a room with people and interacting with people, but it gives you a bigger opportunity to get in front of more people and really give them your message that way too. So I think for the first six months, I didn't watch any of my videos because that's how I got over the fear a little bit. It's like, I'm not going to watch them because I don't want to critique myself. And then I started getting more comfortable with it. I started getting, um, people that were reaching out like, thank you for saying this, or Mm -hmm. I never knew that, or great information. I was like, Oh, okay. It's such this a is, I'm yeah. going to keep doing this. And, and then it becomes f- fun to me. Yeah. Do yeah. something scary. Exactly. Do something different. Yes. And yeah. think outside the box and don't be afraid. You know? Um, I think I got to the point is like, I'm just going to try it. And if no one likes it, who cares? The only people that
0: will truly think you're cringy are your children. Let's be oh, honest.
1: I already <laughs> get that every day. Yeah. <laughs> and that hits a little deep, but you
0: know what? If you can take it from them. Yes. <laughs> my kids be doing the
2: Same thing one day. So it's totally exactly. fine.
0: Exactly. They're going to be cringy. They're not already, they're... already
2: cringier
1: yes (laughs) they'll definitely be cringier (laughs) i think yourself too like you're your own worst critic right you're always harder on yourself than other people are on you absolutely i mean i
0: went to journalism school i did all the tv internships got the job all the things and i could not listen to myself for the longest time but that was my own block in my head like my ego and thinking i have to be perfect right yes or now i'm like i literally can be on this you know in this setting in this space and just know it's it's a conversation, and no one wants me to be like news reportery right now. It's a it's being genuine and real, and that's what captivates people. Not like oh, she said this perfectly, or she knew about mortgages and yeah, all <laughs> that. she just sat here and talked about all the boring stuff. Like I said before <laughs> about mortgages, no, it's not boring. Everyone needs to know. And I was gonna get to that is the life lessons that are not taught in school, like yes, mortgages, like most understanding. of them insurance policies credit. and credit, we wouldn't be in debt the way we are. Like I finally, yes. me and my husband did the Dave Ramsey. Um, gosh, when was it? Like three years ago, four years yeah. ago for the debt-free journey. And it was like, why why don't we learn this in school? Like I'm here sitting at 26 in debt yeah and now learning these practices now learning these things it's like so reverse and the
1: same thing you know with student loan debt you know yes. when you go when you're going to college they just approve you for loans right no one tells you like and okay you're you earning on interest during this time or how long it's going to take you to pay it back or you know what what are you going into what is your job career yeah, going to pay gonna and pay how are you yeah so i think there's so many things that we don't teach in school that are very important in life and um i can definitely say you know bringing in employees, how much that they've learned. And then they're teaching others too, just about things that they didn't even know about. And credit is one of those things. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Do you see a trend of more of the younger generation getting into your your market or your
1: I hope job so. Or? I mean uh, that's my push. Um, again, the average age about two years ago uh, in my industry was about fifty. So yeah, for a broker, for a broker, and about ninety percent men. No and offense so. to the fifty year old men out here, but like yeah. we need some- <laughs> we need some young blood, and and so Lord, that's you know what gave me a passion for it is okay. not only being a woman, but being young and bringing in young people and young Diversify. ideas. Yeah. Yeah, diversify. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have plans of, I'm, pr- I'm
0: sure you probably already thinking of some things, but like how to outreach at that point? Um, maybe it's doing your own mastermind for young females in
1: the business or anything. Do you have passions to yes. branch out in those areas? Yes, I do. Um, in fact, I've even told... Um, You know, some of my employees, their kids are in high school. I would love to go speak at a high school, um, do a class, do something on that, like teach them what credit is. When you have a credit card, you know, you don't want to max out to your balance and just only make your minimum payment. Just teach them how everything Mm. works. But I definitely have a big passion. That's
0: such a great idea. And I'm
1: in a a woman's group that I was the leader of originally in the mortgage Mm. industry. So we meet and we have an online group and a Facebook group and we support each other. It's great. That's
0: great. Yeah, Yeah. You need that. Wow.
1: So, yeah, so many
0: good things. Well, let us know here at State 48 how we can continue to support you. We love you. We love what you're doing and that you're a friend here with us. And I'm so glad you could be on our show here today.
1: I'm so glad also. So nice to meet you, and I love your name. Lisa, <laughs> Lisa Show. All right, everyone,
0: make sure you subscribe and tune in next week. Thanks for joining us.